Good day, nerds, and welcome to episode 228 of the Nerd Show. I'm your host, Ken, joined by my co-host, Steve, and we're going to recap this week's nerd news. We'll begin in entertainment with our spoiler-free thoughts on Thor Love and Thunder, some Emmy nomination recaps, and then jump over into tech with GameStop's NFT platform, the Twitter saga with Elon Musk, some hacking of Hondas, and then a bunch of space news. A lot to get to. Let's get started. Calling back all nerds. Nerds! All right, and episode 228, and this is this is a week of of a major summer blockbuster, major Marvel movie, nerd movie. Uh, so let's let's get into our thoughts on Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's really weird because I like wasn't a bad movie, but it wasn't a good movie. Yeah, the, I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's it's entertaining enough. You you don't walk away from it feeling like it was a complete waste of your time. But in no way do you walk out of it like in awe of the quality of movie. Yeah. So like I think Taika like doubled down on the Taika, and he should have uh, just the, left it. He should just left it where it was. Like, the, and we we talked about it last week that like Taika's gonna Taika, and like I like him. I like Taika. And I like a portion of his style and stuff like that. And I think I think like the symbolism and stuff that Taika does with his stories and stuff like that is actually like more in depth than what most people do. But it's just hidden behind so much Taika. Yeah, it's it, it was too campy. It was too like like the some of the parts were funny, but then I felt like where the joke should have ended, he took it two or three more times, and it just it didn't it didn't have the the laughs anymore. Now it became like like oh we're still doing this like. Can we, can we, there's no, like, there wasn't enough seriousness in the movie. And I really don't like what Marvel, what direction Marvel's taking a lot of like these, uh, I'm going to try not to sound like a, an old person, but they're, (laughs) they're really emasculating a lot of their like manly characters. Like I get it. It's 2022 masculinity is toxic. We all need to to take a step back from being big burly bros and all that stuff. But man, Hulk, Thor, these are fucking like manly fucking characters. You know what I mean? And in the last renditions of, of all of both of them, we get, we get nerdy Hulk who gets his ass whooped constantly, you know, and, and is all in touch with his banner side. And, you know, so they, they, they neuter him. And now Thor is like this insecure, like well, yeah. And they started with like super depressed fat Thor, which, right? which okay, and, like I get, like he he went through some things because he he didn't save the world and half the fucking world died. Like that was that was understandable. But then the the whole like relationship between him and Star Lord, and then his like just constant insecurity throughout the movie is just really off-putting to one of the strongest, burliest, manliest characters in Marvel to have him just be like this, like, like if, if he was my friend, I'd smack him. Be like, bro, man the <laughs> fuck up. Man up. I mean, 
it is i mean it's it's pretty true in the sense that like the arc if you go back to like the beginning of thor's character you know he was he was thor right <laughs> odin's son and he he was the like incredibly arrogant but like earned arrogance like he was the yeah top shit god to now it's he's like a fumbling buffoon yeah. who's overly arrogant and isn't that great anymore. And, and like, it's like, like just constantly, really changed. constantly begging for people's approval, constantly, yeah. you know, like this, like I, I hate it for, to be perfectly honest. Like I, I just hate what they're doing with these characters. Like, cause all right, not every, not every Marvel character needs to be the big, bad superhero, manly man, but like to have none, to have, have none, <laughs> like, it's just, and I just feel like, yeah, it's it's part of what's going on with society now, where it's not okay to be the big tough guy in in this, and like I, and then you throw in the the con the campy jokes and the constant just like gags that that Taika does, and it just it it was really off putting. Yeah, there's there was a lot about this movie that like I just I knew they were trying to be funny, but like I'm just. I don't. I don't consider it all that funny. I don't consider it all that entertaining. A lot of the jokes just didn't land with me. Uh, and like you know, Taika has a habit of like putting him in the center of all these things too, right? So like the amount of Korg narration and, and yeah, stuff, and like yeah. Korg being the center, like he really he really shoehorned himself right in the middle of this movie a lot. Uh, well beyond what's what's uh, what's normal. I liked I like the whole Natalie Portman storyline. Like I, I I did enjoy female Thor. You know, I think they could have did a little bit better with Valkyrie. Christian Bale I thought they made Valkyrie. I thought this was gonna be a big movie for Valkyrie and I thought they, they made her character just another another back, one where she's yeah, really just a throwaway character. Background noise. Yeah, just background noise. Um Christian Bale did I I think a pretty good job. The only scene that I really didn't think fit the movie was that whole scene where he's with the kids. I thought it's same thing. I just thought it was like, it just didn't, it didn't meet anything for him to like be this in-depth kind of villain. And then all of a sudden he's like, it the clown yeah. for, for, uh, for two minutes. Yeah. And then the rest of it, he's, he's a completely different type of villain and character. It, again, it's Taika trying to be Taika and it just didn't fit, you know, the, like, and it didn't really advance the MCU that far you didn't really get, you know, just like Doctor Strange in like these these movies are are almost like one offs in Phase Four. Like they acknowledge all the previous movies and everything going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it really didn't advance much or anything in in the universe. Like you you didn't get it's not driving Phase Four further. Yeah, I I think like the only thing that you could say is is being pushed forward in any of these most more recent ones is like, you know, I won't give a spoiler about it, but like the, the end credit scenes, just keep introducing new people. Yeah. Not doing anything with any of these new people. No. <clears throat> but, but we're just constantly teasing out these new people. When you go back to like Eternals, you know, yep. <laughs> this yep. movie, uh, you know, what other ones, you know, Eternals had really two. Yeah. Uh, two end credit scenes that introduce new characters to come in and then yeah, like well, multiverse yeah, they, of madness kind of like you yeah. know with with introducing the illuminati you know it, it it lets you know like well if the illuminati exists in this fucking realm then it exists in ours uh so where are they at and who are they and blah 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 like so there's just a lot of open doors like that 
that are going to need to be shut at some point. And I don't know where on this Marvel slate they're going to they're going to talk about it. I mean, you have you've introduced like major villains like Kang the Conqueror and like (laughs) we haven't heard anything like like you did a whole multiverse of madness fucking movie and you have a character like Kang just riding a multiverse like crazy and and he's not involved in that at all like i just i don't know it's they're trying still i don't think they're just phoning it in but i think they're losing sight of what made them successful and partly just because everybody's going and seeing these movies anyways they're all making a billion fucking dollars you know so like it's hard for them to have any retrospective on what they could have done better when they i think they might just feel like we're fucking killing it guys (laughs) and if they get any bad critics it's just going to be toxic fandom or some shit yeah you know i just think you know, everybody's expectations going into whatever phase this is, is that it was going to have a coherent theme, kind of like what, you know, phase three of the MCU was and everything else. And it's really like, we're almost back to like phase one where everything's just these little one-off things and there's really no no direction and coherent theme until later. But the problem is, is you're using the same characters and everybody's everybody now knows each other. Everybody's worked with each other before. Everybody's you're introducing all these other characters. But like the last event was so huge that everybody in the cosmos knows about it. So there's no secrets as to like who all these characters are. Yep. They're known across the, the universe and cosmos, but you're still just slowly rolling all of this into. And it's just like to me, it just needed more coherence in like whatever. In the end, this movie was somewhat entertaining. The there were some some good fights in it, some good scenes. Yeah, I, some I good chuckled a few times. The villain was good. Yeah, yeah like, I laughed a few times. I could do with less screaming goats. I can do with less Taika. <laughs> <laughs> I can do with like. <laughs> but whatever. It, it, I thought. I thought. I thought they let the Mjolnir gag go way too fucking long. Like way too long. I just could by the end of the yeah. movie I'm like we're still doing this like we're still doing this I I it's just some point I, so at some I, point you're I trying okay. to save the world you got to take it serious at some point you're saving yeah. the fucking world and you can't can't be funny save the fucking world I I was okay with the Mjolnir stuff more more than a lot of the other gags and and jokes just because I thought that at least that one was on kind of like the symbolic theme of the movie of like love and lost love and you know longing and stuff like that like that kind of played with that as like an inanimate object or a you know somewhat like i was okay with that because it played into a theme most of everything else was just you know taika at some point in time being like you know it'd be funny yeah let's do this (laughs) you know know it'd be funny (laughs) it's like they all got stoned in a you know in the trailers after after a scene it was just like we should probably it'd be funny if we did this and it's like yeah no like it's only funny because you're high as fuck right now yeah it 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 is what it is people are gonna see it you know if if you wait for disney plus if you go to the theater really doesn't matter you know you're you're gonna watch it it's gonna have its, its success some people are gonna rip it some people are gonna love it you know it's it's one of those movies where i can't can't argue with either one you know what i mean if you rip it i i'll join in i'll rip the shit out of it too and if you like it and i'm not gonna be like okay well you know good for you i'm glad you enjoyed it more than i did you know like i i I can't not look you know there's just certain things about movies that i can't i can't ignore you know i i wish i wish i could shut 
some of those things off and just enjoy a movie without needing more than you know the bare minimum of of entertainment but like yeah it just didn't meet my standard at all yeah well <laughs> a couple of last thoughts you know one last thought is uh you know this this movie uh isn't probably going to reach a billion dollars maybe it does but part of that being because it did not uh get played in uh in china it got shut out in china because of some of the lgbtq uh themes in the movie uh you know you've got valkyrie which was a, a known uh gay character and then some others in the movie yeah don't give them and away that's enough yeah. and that's enough <laughs> but with like i'm actually happy about this i'm happy that movie studios are like look we're gonna tell the story we want and fuck china like that's how yeah. it should always be like we shouldn't be making two versions of movies to cater to an author you know authoritarian government that you know like if, if you you can live your lives the way you want to china we're not gonna you know, cater to you anymore. Like I, I do love that kind of like mindset and, and it still might hit a billion. Spider-Man didn't like a lot of these recent movies didn't get released in China, still made a billion, you know, Top Gun. Uh, what was, no, we, Top we, Gun I mean, we've done the stories on this was, you know, I think, uh, no, it didn't. We did a big story I on it. Still, I thought it still ended up. No, I know, I know there was, they banned issues, it, but I thought yeah, they banned the it for played. the pro American theme. Remember? We just did that story like three weeks ago. You know, and what was it? Um, was a multiverse or Spider Man didn't get played in China? Spider Man because they the Captain America, uh, Statue of Liberty. They wanted that out. Yeah, they wanted a few other things out. They said no. Spider Man still made a billy. You know, so I'm I'm glad that these movies are successful despite being in China because it just shows that their money's nice, but we don't need it. Like you could still have a successful run without you know costing your integrity and in, in your 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 ethics you know so I, I hope more more people just say look we're gonna make our movie if they want to play it they can play it if not your loss not ours yeah i will say if you haven't seen the movie yet and you want and like you're the kind of person who loves to take like your young children to watch the movie just know there's like a five minute period that one you, you're going to be thoroughly exposed to Chris Hemsworth's ass, yeah. and you're probably going to have to walk away from a five minute time frame where they they, they talk about orgies about twelve times in like yeah. a five minute span, and yeah. you might have to explain what an orgy is yeah. <laughs> to your children following this movie. <laughs> so I'm surprised Florida didn't ban it for the "Don't Say Gay" rule. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, if if you don't want to talk to your children about what an orgy is, you might might want to skip this movie at least for now. What was his radio? Was All it PG thirteen? Right. So like, re- yeah, it's, it's, it's PG thirteen. It's giving you the warning, like man, because you know them thirteen year olds know what an orgy is. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into a little more entertainment here. Uh, we've got Emmy nominations came out this week. Any any big surprises? Big thoughts on on your end there? It's it's typical, I guess. Like kind of expected a lot of it. Really not not nothing too shocking. A lot of stuff I don't know yeah, about. <laughs> I think some of the some of the shocking things one, I, I I didn't know you know, I don't pay very close attention to to these things. Uh apparently a couple of years ago they changed like their nomination process uh and they didn't they don't cap categories anymore, like where it's only five yeah, categories. They, yeah, they, I, they, yeah, I remember they just we heard all, that. <laughs> Yeah, they just allow like the the voters or whatever else the academy to to decide 
Like, however many people are qualified uh, or, or noteworthy, you can nominate them, which is how, like, some of these shows, like, when you look at like, the, the sheer number of nominations for some of these shows, it it's pretty massive. Uh, and it kind of dilutes it to where it's like, oh, wow, you know, you know what is it? Like, Ted Lasso has a an absurd amount, like 20 nominations or whatever else. Uh, it's like, oh, well, I guess it if they're the 12th nominee in a category, then I guess that's a nomination, but all right. Well, like, I, I mean, you want certain shows that may not have a, such a fan following to get at least the nomination, I think, so that people do, like, notice them. It is, like, a big marketing thing to, to be nominated even, you know, so, like, yeah, the Ted Lassos, the Handmaids, the fucking, you know, all the big shows are all going to soak up these characters. And if you have only five, six slots for nominations, three of them are going to be HBO shows. And then, you know, like a couple, a couple of the streaming services are going to have the some of the big ones on there. And then you, you can't slide in a, you know, a lesser known show that, that people might not have watched that, that it does have really good acting, does have really good writing, you know, like I get it. It is a little convoluted to just throw everybody in there and, you know, not really understand why this show is on there. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it. Yeah. We'll say like, I'm trying to find the number. Well, there's in but the article. Squid Games got like 14 <laughs> nominations. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's like, okay, yes, it was a, a a meme of the year kind of thing. But are we really saying that that was like noteworthy acting and noteworthy yeah, yeah. directing and stuff? Well, in the article um, where they release a lot of the nominations, it, it states that there there's 500 shows now on TV. Like five hundred like shows, shows like that that would qualify for these nominations. And it's like how do you how do you weed through all that shit to to find the best of the best and not just let it be a you know Netflix, Amazon, HBO suck fest? You know where we're just yeah. we're just patting the three big streamers on the back, you know for for their shows. Like yeah, I I, I say just pack it and. But but what what isn't very clear is then like how because if you're gonna pack it it's it's almost like it should be like a public vote or a you know what I mean like like yeah. it's such a secretive process how these shows get picked for the winners anyways so it's like did they did these people you threw in the nominees even really have a shot <laughs> did they even really have a shot or are we just doing this because you know minority casted shows and other shows just won't even get nominated if if we don't expand the nominations and they're just trying to avoid a shitstorm. yeah it, i don't know it just it really cheapens the whole you know when you're scrolling through to watch something and it, you get that little banner that says that you know emmy nominated series emmy nominated whatever else like yeah. oh well at this point in time, if I don't see that you're Emmy nominated, I'm just going to assume it's complete trash. Complete trash. Because <laughs> anything that had at least one person that acted somewhat decently became an Emmy nominated series. Uh, so we can move on from from uh, from this, and let's just talk about some some tech news first. You know, right in the heart of a crypto crash, we we've got a a new uh, NFT platform and. GameStop is getting into it after losing another 
just significant amount of money uh, this year in their annual call. Uh, GameStop's still grasping at trying to find ways. The, the NFT marketplace is something we talked about months ago, uh, and they actually launched it into a beta testing now. Let's see, I guess, if anybody's going to use it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> just way to way to be a little late on this on this one. <laughs> like, I, they're they're not the only one just recently lo- launching an NFT marketplace. I guess they expect NFTs to to rebound at some point. So, which is it's good if you own expensive JPEGs that <laughs> these people are are banking on on everything bouncing back. So that that could be a good sign for any investor. Um. If not, like yeah. I don't know how this company stays relevant for in 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 actually you know survives the the next few years. Yeah, and obviously I'm a little biased. Uh, I, I do think the NFT market's going to probably rebound to some degree. Uh, but you know, two months ago, NFT marketplaces like OpenSea were, were doing 180 million dollars a day of of volume traded. Uh, I think last week. They had a day that was down to like eleven million dollars. Uh, so the the total market of NFTs marketplace of people willing to buy and spend money, uh, sell their whatever they're currently holding, it's just it's just not there. Uh, it, yeah. It's not supported right now. Uh, so GameStop, like it's going to be a while before they're going to know whether this is going to be successful. They did also launch at the same time their own digital wallet. Uh, so they have a competitor to like MetaMask and Coinbase Wallet and everything else. They have they have their own uh, digital wallet that you can hold your NFTs and hold crypto into. Uh, so they're trying to go fully into the space. It's just yeah, it's it's bad timing. We talked about it months ago when it, it was being developed and and things were looking like it was moving on the up uh, for for the crypto world and NFT world. The reality of today when they finally finished putting in the work is not the same. Yeah, they got their fingers crossed, that's for sure. But I don't know anybody who's clamoring to switch uh, <laughs> NFT services and things like that. Like it, it's going to be tough. It, there's the whole marketplace is dominated by by OpenSea, even places like looks rare that like incentivize people and paid people rewards for for trading on their platform like still never really stole any kind of significant share uh so gamestop was hoping to bank off a name recognition but again name recognition doesn't really do much for you when there's just nobody out there yep all right we can uh let's move on to just a follow-up to a never-ending story uh, here in our tech <laughs> segment and that's elon uh you know he pulls out of the twitter deal this week he does the official filing stating that he no longer uh desires to purchase twitter uh claims that it's due to a violation of uh you know twitter not in good faith providing him the the data and information uh that necessary for him to do due diligence to make the purchase and that's specifically tied into like the bot accounts uh giving him access to how many bot accounts we talked about a couple weeks ago that supposedly twitter was turning over like the the god mode of uh, where he can see every single tweet that's ever been sent by any account and he'd have to just sort through it and figure out how many bots themselves uh i guess he didn't want to do that work or he didn't feel that that was in the the spirit of the deal or He's just looking for a way to get out of this damn thing because I don't think he ever really wanted to buy it. I don't think we ever really thought he was going to buy it. Uh, and this was his way out. Yeah, I, it, it, you know, you're gonna you're gonna make a judgment on his intentions based on how, you know however you feel about Elon. I I don't know. I I, I don't know where to decide on this because I could see it going both ways. I could see him just wanting to stir the pot 
and fuck with Twitter. But I could also see him being serious about this and him saying, like, look, like you guys are trying to sell me a bunk fucking product, you know, at at, at a high valuation. I, I, you know, I'm out. Like, if you're not going to if you're not going to play along, then then I'm out. You know, the, the second story that goes of this is that in, in turn, Twitter suing Elon to force him to buy it, which if they go to court, they're going to have to release some of the information that he wanted in the first place it's just gonna be this is really weird well i don't think they they necessarily have to release any more any additional money and twitter suing him because in the initial contract there was a one billion dollar bailout clause that like if if elon backed out of the purchase he had to pay a one billion dollar fee like that was his earnest money into this deal uh so twitter's suing to either have him continue and finish the purchase at the the initial share price that he agreed upon, or he's going to have to pay the $1 billion penalty for backing out of the deal. Yeah. If I was Twitter, I 100% go after this too. And like, honestly, like I like Twitter's stance and what they put into the lawsuit and what they made their public statements around and saying how you know, Elon's talking both sides. Like you can go back to Elon's initial statements on why he wanted to buy Twitter, and in his filing, uh, where he was saying he was trying to purchase Twitter to clean up the spam bot, bot accounts and everything out of Twitter and return it to a, a free speech platform, uh, not affected by spamming bots. And then in the purchasing of the deal, he wants to back out because he doesn't know how many bots there are. And Twitter's saying like he clearly knew there was a problem with bots. Like he, this was a part of his reasoning for buying it was to clean up the bots. And then now he's just saying he doesn't have enough data about the bots. And Twitter's saying like that's that's completely contradictory yeah, but, but to, the same to time, him saying that it's a problem. At the same time, if you don't know how many actual users are on there, you can't base a proper valuation off of it because you don't know how many users you're able to market ads to, to market services to, you know, so like knowing how big the bot problem is, is important to the valuation. You know, so just I mean, acknowledging, to, to just acknowledging that there's yeah. a bot problem, I don't think is good enough. You know, like yes, there's a bot problem, but how big is this bot problem? You know, like if if it's estimated at this many accounts, that leaves this many accounts for me to make money off of. This is a decent deal for me. I can do it. If the bot accounts make up for you know a, a, an even larger percentage, that's less money he can make off of once he cleans it up that's less money he can make off of this product therefore the evaluation doesn't hold up so like i again i see i see both sides like i get it like it's it's a it's a weird situation yeah i don't know how all this works out because it's not like he did any of that due diligence uh ahead of time right he agreed to purchase it at a set set share price uh not based off of uh, of the numbers behind it and bots behind it and all that stuff so it, it's i think it's a it's a weird system altogether uh i think twitter is probably going to get their billion out of them uh I, I think he will probably be found that he backed out of this in bad faith uh and that he didn't you know it, when you look at like major mergers like this like elon didn't play this out long enough you know you're talking about backing out of this deal in a span of two and a half months these deals take years to get through so oh yeah you know 
they they can say like, oh, we're still preparing the data for them. Like this is, and and that's a viable excuse on Twitter's part. Yeah, so and he, would, he would have to this. prove he would have to prove that once he got the god mode that they were building an algorithm or something to find these bots or you know what I mean. Like he would have to yeah. prove that he had the capability once he had access to get that information. Or Apple's are going to have to pro- or Twitter, I mean, is going to have to prove that. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know, like how this. Like, it's going to be interesting uh, court yeah. case. Twitter released, I think, like two days ago, that they remove greater than a million bot accounts every single day. Uh, so, like, they they gave some data as far as how many bot accounts that they they have see registered and how many they remove it per day. Uh, so, I, I think Elon loses it. Honestly, the truth is, I think Elon can look at this and say he could burn a billy on this. And make out better than buying it at the share price, which he would be down multiple billions right now. Yeah, because of how <clears throat> how down Twitter stock is. It's right a cut. Now it's a cut your losses kind of deal. Bond. Yeah, it's a cut your losses yeah, kind of cut deal. your billion dollar losses deal. <laughs> but it probably makes financial sense to eat the billion dollars, even if you have to. And who wants the headache of Twitter? Like I know that's that's one of the things that goes against him is like this is one of the busiest men on the planet and it's like he just wants to take on you know the daunting task of cleaning up twitter twitter doesn't even want to clean up twitter (laughs) yeah like and and you wanted to take this on so that that doesn't really work in his favor because it's like you know but he he says he's he has a passion for free speech like it's just it's it's one of those things of who do you believe like who like what what are they gonna use to prove their intentions and prove their you know i I just don't know how you do all this well we'll find out here soon with this lawsuit on what the the outcome is going to be i i I do think that it's it's dead and it's just going to come down to how long are they gonna drag this out in court and is elon gonna have to pay the penalty yeah we can move on got a couple other tech topics here and this one being interesting on uh apparently there's been a an bunch of videos or whatever else showing how to essentially break into nearly every Honda since 2012. Uh, so I guess there's a, a key fob uh, hack that you can use essentially just uh, some basic like radio equipment that you can purchase. I don't know where you can purchase the things anymore. I was going to say Radio Shack, but other than Radio Shack having the most obnoxious and wild Twitter account, which I don't know if you've seen that yet. Oh, I have. For any of you nerds out there who have not... <laughs> are not following the official Radio Shack uh, Twitter handle. Like, I don't know who they gave <laughs> rights to to that account to some crypto uh, bro they're making their own token in in crypto marketplace like yeah radio shack's just gone wild right but yeah but this is this is the crypto bro who's like openly tweeting about <laughs> doing terrible things to your mother uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> but so yeah if if you haven't seen radio shack on twitter get after that uh and then go find uh, buy the radio equipment that you used to buy from Radio Shack uh, so you can break into a Honda. Uh, but yeah, you can there's so there were supposed to be some measures that like key fobs and these like you know keyless starts for the the cars that are supposed to like use when you when you press the unlock button, the code and the the radio signal that's sent out is only supposed to be used once and then it cycles to a new one uh, so that way somebody can't just capture the yep. radio frequency and then reuse it the next time. Well, and a lot of these Hondas, it's not even randomizing. And then some of them, the ones that are even randomizing, it's it's progressing in a way 
that you can easily just predict it and still break into them. Uh, so the the last decade of Hondas are, for the vast majority of them, fully capable to just get into it with some very simple equipment. And then to start most of them, to have keyless uh, remote start, to get into it and then start it and just steal yourself a car. Uh, so yeah, if, you have, <laughs> if you've got a, a Honda, you might, you might want to not keep your valuables in those cars anymore or anything like that yeah this is this is kind of fucked up you know i because now like you have to do like a massive recall right and and upgrade your fop system update the starters of that like or you just become the company that doesn't care and lose all kinds of customers and this is gonna be a messy situation for honda I mean, this is essentially what they did with like garage door openers for a long time. It was just like get one yeah. of those radio frequency things and, and just drive up and down the neighborhood and watch all the doors open up and go and rob your house. You know, it's the same thing, but on on the fucking car level now. You know, but and it just always amazes me the lengths that like criminals will go to for petty theft. <laughs> you know, like like. You know, like stealing the whole car is one thing, but some of these cars are like ten years old. Who's stealing a ten year old Honda? Like you're not. You're you're basically just going around unlocking cars so you could steal like an iPhone, you know, or change. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? Like Well, and you're saying that you're amazed at what petty criminals are doing. I'm more amazed at what people with a YouTube channel are willing to do because this stuff's not found out necessarily by the criminals. Like it's found out by the the tech nerd YouTube channel that wants to get the likes that just taught all the criminals how to do this. Yeah, they like literally went through a subscribe subscribe to my channel. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the the questionable person here in this this whole story. Yeah, don't kill the messenger, right? Yeah, I I just like this. It's it's fucked up because like I mean. This is so high tech that if you're not stealing the car, because like if you can automatically start the car and steal it, like that's that's a big come up, you know. But if you're using this technology just to open up doors and try to rob a car, like you essentially like had to make a really expensive rock, you know, like fucking cars got windows. <laughs> people people just bust windows and steal shit all the time. Like there's a crackhead right now. With a piece of earth that's getting into that car too, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you didn't need to go through all those hoops. Like if, if you really just wanted to see if that car had an iPhone and some change, like you you, you went real extra with it. Like I, I I guarantee the person who got their Honda robbed is still happy they got a, a window, you know. So you did you're doing the ethical thing by robbing somebody without ruining their day even more by having to call Safe Light. but but, you know you're only one step better than the crackhead with a stone you're not wrong (laughs) but it's more elegant Uh, (laughs) for the more civilized for this yeah the more civilized like yeah crackheads crackheads use rocks i smoke meth son (laughs) we stay up for days tinkering with electronics so we can do it civilly (laughs) all right let's move over to uh, a couple space stories Uh, first one up Apparently, we've got some satellites that have spotted construction of an anti-satellite laser uh, coming out of Russia. And like, we shocked. Were we shocked? The, <laughs> I would say this is the first time that we see this. Right, this is the first confirmed thing of it. Nobody's surprised about this. There have been some anti-satellite things uh, in the past 
that that were lower powered. Uh, they were really kind of designed just to interfere with satellites. Uh, this one is estimated to be at like such a strength that it can like permanently disable the optical sensors and disable. Man, we did uh, a story on China having a, you know making a goddamn satellite that eats motherfucking satellites. Like, we, like, <laughs> like we're at just we're throwing at this satellites p- out of orbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're at this point, y'all. Like. Hide your satellites, hide your kids, because they're coming after you. Like, yeah, no satellite is safe from here on out. We just have to assume that. Like, if if we're if we're not developing a satellite defense program, then what the fuck are we doing, man? Like, like I just I, like I hope I am not the only one with these ideas right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope there is some. Some guardian of the galaxy in space force right now that has this all figured out. I'm doubtful. Um, <laughs> so that <laughs> let's see. Uh, you know the next the next world war is going to be wild. Um, oh, it's like yeah, like it's going to be the one that shuts it all down. It's going to yeah, be the, the, the one that shuts it all down, the, bro. <laughs> to the world war are going to be wild enough to where maybe people are just going to say no. Like let's not let's, yeah. let's not after after everybody. You better living start. In the Stone you better age. start memorizing <laughs> phone numbers and and remembering street names now, motherfucker, because your ways is gonna be done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like one day you're just gonna be out in the middle of Bufu on a work call trying to get home, and you ain't gonna know where the fuck you are. I don't even know if gas stations carry maps. Fun fact that I still think is a thing. If you go through, well, at least an Illinois tollway, part of your tolls pays for a paper map. We don't have toll people anymore, so that's all gone too. Yep, we're fucked. We're all fucked. Used to be, <laughs> used to be when there was toll booth attendants, you could pull into a toll booth and ask them for a map, and they would give you a complimentary map. It was part of what your tolls paid for. So, like, out of principle, anytime I went through one of those motherfuckers, I'd ask for a map. I'd have like fifteen maps in the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm giving you that eighty cents, that buck sixty, I'm fucking, I'm taking my fucking map, bro. Like I don't care how many I have. Like I'm taking that shit. But yeah, COVID killed, COVID killed the free map because <laughs> like, I haven't seen a toll booth lady since 2020. <laughs> That's right. Well, when the satellites are out and they can't get like credit card payments and and they and all their their iPad systems not working and stuff anymore don't worry they'll have tow booth operators back to collect your money you're not driving for free <laughs> so they'll give you your map then all right a little more space news Elon Musk uh, and SpaceX had a rocket explosion uh so one of their boosters that they intended to use for uh for Starship just on like a, a fairly mundane test it just firing up the the rocket booster uh the thing completely caught fire and uh had an explosion and elon musk's response was this was actually not good uh which is interesting to hear him say because oftentimes he downplays any of the kind of blown up pieces of starship or whatever else because he just considers it hey like this is this is a part of of innovation and and developing and figuring this stuff out and this one no like this one was supposed to be figured out. Like th- at this point in time, they they shouldn't be seeing these type of things, especially out of their boosters that are generally pretty well tested. Yeah, it's uh, you know we've done a lot of rocket explosions tied to to SpaceX where they were like, no, we we're, we're right on track. We we're kind of planning on this thing, you know, blah blah blah. 
this is one of the first ones where they're just like, oh shit, like we we weren't expecting this one to blow up. Like we kind of wanted this one to come back. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll see what you know what the cause was, what what they end up having to fix. If it was a big issue, uh, you know, human error kind of thing that just a one off. Like either way, uh, not a good day for SpaceX. No, and you got to think like, yeah, when you you see an issue uh, that is unexpected coming out of one of these rocket boosters and you you factor in like these starships are going to have huge payloads and they require 30 of these rocket boosters to get it to, to get it uh, so it's like when you're having just the just the one that is having an unforeseen error and stuff like that it's like all right well now this this gets a bit it gets a bit hairy when we have to add 30 of these in order to to move forward with this big starship plan yeah figure it out bro <laughs> maybe maybe this is why he backed out of the Twitter deal. He's like, man, I gotta, I gotta get back to these space eggheads. I can't be fucking around with this free speech bullshit. <laughs> I got rockets exploding and shit. Maybe. But last bit of space news here, and we've got the first images coming out of uh, the the James Webb Telescope. Man, they're they're gorgeous. They're amazing. Like it's really like going from a 1980s boob tube to 4K. You know, in 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 an instant. Have you seen the side by side of the Hubble picture with the next to the James Webb picture of like the same star exploding? Like how yeah. much cl- yeah more clarity this this one has? Like to see the comparison of the two, it's 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 pretty insane. Yeah, the the all of the the detail and stuff. The first images that came out were just like the the red infrared ones, uh, and it just showed how much deeper this thing can see as far as just pure depth of the galaxies picking up stars in the same area that hubble uh, and it's picking up things that hubble can't even grasp on like infrared and whatever else and then the the color photos came out a day later uh and they they look almost fake right like they, they look yeah, like almost what we make up for movies yeah uh and and not not real life uh so yeah no i'm looking forward to seeing more of what uh what this telescope's going to bring if these are the first images they're going to start dialing it into some really really interesting yeah, unique places shit. and cataloging uh, logging all of it so uh well done nasa yeah we posted it in the cantina group and you know like everybody started commenting and i i tried i made the comment like like what's crazy about it is like you look at it and you're like oh that's cool but you can't you can't grasp the scale of what that is even you know what i mean like you know, it's you just can't understand the, the the how big that is, how far these things are, how like 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 what these things actually mean. You know, I compared it to like like yeah, you know, a trillion dollars is a lot of money, but like putting a trillion dollars in your bank account and telling you to spend it, you you know, like that's <laughs> like one of the only ways you would ever grasp. Like, I can't even spend all this money, like. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I bought 15 yachts and 23 houses, and I barely put a dent in this motherfucking bank account. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and you don't like, like, you don't, you know, so when you hear a trillion, you're like, man, that's a lot of goddamn money. But like, you, you really won't ever be able to even grasp, conceptually grasp how much money that is. It's the same thing with this amount of space. Like, you, you can't even comprehend the scale of what that picture is. You know, like yeah. we're it's it's we're just dumb monkeys banging on the glass at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really interesting. You know, that's gonna it's gonna tell us things and look back to the, the 
you know, the the promise of it is that it's going to be able to go back in time, essentially, to you know, Big Bang, and and really start to unlock some of the the mysteries of of how things began. So let's see, let's see what the the NASA nerds can come up with. And uh, I don't know, I'm 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 excited. I'm a space nerd. I like all this stuff. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really I'm looking, looking forward, forward to, to see the what day. They're gonna put up. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the day where they discover something just like truly fucking insane. Like something that that nobody ever expected. Like it's you know that that's that's what happens, man. They just keep pointing these things in different directions, and then one day someone with some eggheads just like, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, that's a uh, week. This week in, in nerd news here. Just a, a quick FYI, we're, we're going to be taking some downtime here uh, periodically over the, over the next couple months as. Whatever, real life. Uh, we got yeah. we got to take some some summertime off. Yeah, real do, life do, is uh, crazy. A little work travel. <laughs> uh, so you know, we we always try to find a way. I mean, if you guys knew the the lengths of logistics we went through just to be able to talk to each other for an hour a week, like <laughs> you'd, you'd be quite shocked. Um, but yeah, it looks like coming up, we're not going to be able to make it work a couple times. You, we might be gone a couple weeks, and then you get a good catch-up episode, and then we might vanish into the ether again for another week or two. Um, we're going to try to make it work as best as we can, uh, keep you guys updated. We'll still be active in the community. We'll be sharing some of these articles that we would have done on the show in the community, try to keep you guys updated. Um and then as soon as uh, life stops kicking both of us in the dick, we'll be back at it. Well, that's a that's a heavy bar. We might never be back at it at that pace. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but we, we will. We'll we'll come back. We'll be back next week, and then uh, and then we'll see you from there. Well, with that said, join us in uh, in the community. Stay in, informed, and we'll talk next week, nerds. See it.